Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Evening Thoughts, where we talk about faith, life, death, and the beyond. I hope that you are well and having a good start to your week. Before we begin, would you share this podcast with someone you know, if you like what you hear? Last week, we began a two-part series about suicide. Why do we need to talk about suicide? Well, we need to talk about it because suicide affects us all. Suicide is not a respecter of socioeconomic boundaries. So I talk about suicide because I believe that it can be prevented. Thoughts of suicide are dangerous. And so we need to take it seriously because the person with thoughts of suicide may be a family member, It may be your friend, or it even may be yourself. Would you stay tuned to the end of this episode for resources in case you want to learn more about becoming trained for suicide intervention? In part one of this series, I mentioned some things I had learned as a Navy chaplain about suicide. In that episode, I mentioned that anyone can have thoughts of suicide. When a person goes through big life stressors, such as death of a loved one, financial hardships, depression, mental illness, alcohol and drug abuse, self-harm and traumas, they are at a higher risk of suicide. I also mentioned that most people who have suicidal thoughts do not really want to die And if they had a helping hand, if they had someone that would walk this journey with them and understand them and listen to their story, they would choose to live. Listening to someone's story can make all the difference. When we listen and when we understand where someone's coming from, we can earn the right to ask the most important question. Are you thinking of suicide? And as I've said before, the question may seem blunt, but I have found that most people are actually relieved when they're asked this question. Tonight on this episode, we will pick up right where we left off. So what do we do if the person says that, yes, they are thinking of suicide? Number one, the first thing to remember is that your role as their caregiver does not have to be long-term. So you can think of this as suicide first aid. Your role may be the frontline person who meets the person where they are and get them to someone with more training. Knowing this can alleviate much weight on you and not pressure you to perform at a level that you are not ready for. Ask the person, if they have anyone in their life that you can call, or just be present as they make that call on their own. Utilize the already existing support system that the person has. Well, what if they don't have much support system? Well, you can provide them with a number to call, stay with them as they call, or walk that person over to someone and do a warm handoff to a professional or someone else with more resources. This is why it is a good idea to have a list of resources on your phone or know the resources in your area. 
The most important part of this is that you do not leave the person alone. If the person objects and wants to keep things a secret, then you must say, no, this is too important for me not to reach out help for you. You may need to call emergency services if it is an urgent need. Do what you must do in that situation to get that person the help they need. And remember, your role in helping this person may be short term. There may be other situations where your role may change and that is okay. So be flexible, but do not fear to engage just because you feel unqualified. The idea is to think of yourself as part of many caregivers that this person may encounter. Number two, you can only help so much. At the end of the day, don't put yourself at risk if your safety is on the line. Because the truth is that there are limits to how far you can help. You may want to do so much more, and that speaks about the good person you are, but don't put yourself in a situation where your safety is compromised. If you find yourself in danger, get someone to help or call for help immediately. Remember, your safety comes first. Number three, if the person decides to go ahead with the suicide even after your intervention, you have not failed. Do not blame yourself. The other person's response is out of your control because you are human. What they decide to do is not your fault. At this time, you may feel alone. You may feel angry, ashamed. You may even have guilt or you may even feel relieved. These feelings are not right or wrong. They simply tell a story of your hurt. So would you talk to someone who you trust? You will need support in your grief and you will need to lean on others for help. Let me end with this. Most people who have thoughts of suicide get through it alone, without any help. The journey they are on, though, is lonely and painful, and they deserve better. People who know you are there to help and that you are listening will talk themselves out of it. They just need a little help figuring it out and what the next steps may look like. It all starts with you taking time to listen, to understand their story, and getting them to the right people who can help. The power of listening is simply amazing. If you find that you would like to learn more about suicide intervention, I highly recommend a public service corporation called Living Works. They offer suicide intervention skills, workshops all over the country and all over the world. I've gone through several courses myself and have become a suicide intervention trainer, and I recommend Living Works and their content highly. I hope that this two-part episode series has helped you to be better informed about suicide. If you know someone with suicidal thoughts, or you've had suicidal thoughts yourself, would you call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255? If you are a veteran or even active duty, please call 
784-2433. You can also email me at eveningthoughts at hotmail.com. Include your number and I will call you. Thank you again for joining me this evening. I appreciate all those who take time to listen. Again, if you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with someone you know. Next week, we will talk about grief. We all grieve, but how we grieve is vital to our well-being. And many people actually do not grieve very well. Let's talk about that. Until then, peace and blessings. Good night. Thank you.